0: Today is July seventh, and this is Big Fish Small Pod. I'm At Wardall here on the Fish Stripes Podcast Network to tell you that the season isn't dead. As last night all focus was on Game Two with the Los Angeles Dodgers, Derek Jeter and Kim Ng remained focused on their strengths and opportunities while remaining non-committal on trade talk. Speaking to the media prior to the game. As Derek Jeter said to Christina De Nicola of MLB.com, talking about contract negotiations, I think one thing is it's refreshing to hear players say that they want to be here. When we first got here, I don't think that was necessarily the case. Now we have players that want to stay here and want to play in Miami. I'll leave it at that, because I don't ever get into negotiations about a player or non negotiations with a player. I don't want you to assume that I'm negotiating but we keep things private. I think that's the best way to handle it because when you're a player and you start hearing about contract negotiations or potential contract negotiations or trades, potential trades, I know from experience it affects you on the field. I wouldn't want it to affect anyone on the field. So we'll keep these conversations. If we're having those conversations, we'll keep them private. And Kim Ang had this to say about Marte. I think that's one option if we don't get into a situation that we want to be in, there's another option where he stays at Marlin and you still have the opportunity to talk to him. I think there's situations after the off season, so I wouldn't make the 30th the be-all end-all of this. As trade deadline comes into focus, the Marlins, Derek Jeter and Kim Ng remain private uh, about their players. And yesterday, all attention was on Pablo Lopez and Tony Gosselin as Pablo returned to the mound following his first pitch ejection on Saturday. And Marlins Bats looked to square up Tony in the second game of this critical four-game set. In the first, Pablo got things going in the right direction, striking out Mookie Betts to start the game and pitching a full 11 pitches before his first hit-by-pitch. While a long-at-bat by Garrett Cooper gave the Marlins a good look at Tony Gosselin's 93-mile-an-hour fastball, by the second inning, they were squaring it up as Miguel Rojas and Jesus Sanchez made good swings on the first and second outs. It wasn't until Pablo Lopez in the third that the Marlins had their first hit, a double on that fastball. The Marlins had seemingly found in the second, while Jazz and Starling had a shot at the game's first run. But with two more hard-hit fastballs, Pablo was stranded at a second, with now five consecutive on batted balls over 95 miles an hour. In the fourth inning, Pablo Lopez found some trouble as Cody Bellinger led off with a triple, set up an RBI for the Dodgers, and more sequenced hits loaded the bases. Pablo worked around this bit of trouble, but with 36 pitches in the fourth inning, his night was over. With eight strikeouts, five hits, one earned run, and a walk. The Marlins' offense continued to pressure Tony Gosselin, but were unable to break through as it wasn't until the sixth inning while facing Jake Reed in his major league debut that Miami broke through. Starling Marte got things going with a single. Then Garrett Cooper came in to face the rookie as Jake didn't have control of his slider and a ball went up and into Garrett Cooper. Starling Marte sat sexily at second as he stole the base in the moments between as Jake Reed would find his slider and eventually get Cooper to chase one down and away. Jesus Aguilar came to the plate and put the same slider outside in play, garnering an error from Gavin Lux. Miguel Rojas then doubled and the Dodgers seemed stuck with Jesus Sanchez intentionally walked to load the bases. Jorge Alfaro worked a solid at bat, but ultimately lined out softly the opposite way to end the inning. Following Pablo out of the bullpen, Steven Okert pitched a scoreless inning, as did Anthony Bass, Dylan Floro, Richard Blyer, and Yemi Garcia, taking the game to the ninth. And the Dodgers, who had been riding lefty and riding matchups, as Jesus Sanchez got a single against the lefty to get the inning going, and Jorge Alfaro worked a walk. With men on first and second, Joe panic at the plate, and apparently... The odds of double play overshadowed his bat as he unsuccessfully tried to lay down a bunt and eventually struck out. With two men on, John Birdie came to the plate as a pinch hitter and he reached base, loading the bases for Jazz Chisholm against the lefty Jason Alexander four hours into this nine inning game. Despite working along at bat, Jazz was unable to get around on a slider for a strike down and away, as his swing plane just didn't come close to the pitch. Then came Marte to the plate. With two outs, in came Starling Marte, and with him, a pitching change. As the Dodgers went to Blake Trinan, the hard-throwing righty with a hard slider as well, to face Starling Marte with the bases loaded, and despite a wild pitch that bounced back Off of the umpire's leg, keeping the runners in place, Marte put the ball in play and narrowly avoided an infield single on a play that would go under review. But Marte was ruled out to bring the game to extras. The top of the 10th brought David Hess's second game as a Marlin into reality, as the first ball was dinked on the ground and Jorge Alfaro jumped on it, clipping the runner going to third and starting the 10th inning with a fielder's choice out. And David Hess would get out of it with a 6-4-3 double play off the bat of Albert Pujols. In the bottom of the 10th, Starling Marte starting on second. Garrett Cooper and Jesus Aguilar fought hard at bat's event against Blake Trinan, who continued to hurl 99 mile an hour heat and a hard slider, throwing the hardest pitches of the game at the game's end. With a couple of tacks and at bats, he worked through those two Marlins big corner bats, bringing up Miguel Rojas with two abs. And another pitch in the dirt had Marte headed for third, and a desperate throw by catcher Will Smith went to the dugout as Marte made it home for the walk-off win. David Hess's second win with Miami after beginning his career 4-20 with the Baltimore Orioles. The Marlins won the 4-hour, 34-minute game by a 1-2 final score. And the Marlins went up 2-0 against the Dodgers. Checking in quickly on some potentially impactful minor leaguers, starting first in Jacksonville, another extra inning game went the wrong way as the bullpen didn't hold the early lead established by a solid 6 3rd innings with eight strikeouts for Braxton Garrett, who was hit for five hits, including one home run. No walks, building together starts, and optimism for a future in Major League Baseball. Lewin Diaz hit his ninth AAA home run of the year. Monte Harrison reached three times with two hits and a walk. And Jose Devers left the game early. We'll probably find out more today about that. In Mississippi, the Blue Wahoos took on the Braves. Edward Cabrera, still working towards the debut, went five innings behind seven strikeouts, one walk, six hits, and two earned runs, as his ERA remains sub-two. Blue Wahoos pitchers after that were blown out, and the bats never really got it going. Scoring once, John Nunez hit a double for that RBI, but the Wahoos were held to five hits, four walks, and 17 strikeouts for a final score of 8-1. to one. In South Bend, the Beloit Snappers scored six despite a collective one for seven with runners in scoring position. Griffin Conines struck his 18th home run of the year, now leading minor league baseball in the category as a snapper perhaps poised to be promoted to double A in the second half of the year. Jupiter found itself rained out yet again while the Marlins in the Florida Complex League played two against the Astros. Delvis Algry and Luis Foscano had inspiring starts, as Algry kept his pristine ERA, with five more scoreless innings, and Luis Foscano allowed one earned run and collected seven strikes. But the doubleheader was split on a walk-off balk in game two, going the way of the Astros. Tonight, the Marlins will return to Lone Depot Park, a 7-10 start time, as the Marlins will put together what seems to be a bullpen game with Ross Detweiler and Jordan Holloway seeming like the freshest arms in that Marlins bullpen. Um, No starter has been announced for the Dodgers yet either. And the possibility of a roster move for either team before the game remains a possibility as the Marlins bullpen could use perhaps some relief having pitched five straight one run games. The Marlins will go for the series win against LA at again a 7-10 start should anything happen prior to the game we'll have coverage for you here on fish stripes and as always here on the podcast network i've been at Ridal. stay tuned here for a peek at the 2021 draft